Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos Tafayin test. We're starting seven lines from the top at the two dots. Today's shear is sponsored. Le'ilu Nishmas, Mayor Ben Ramordechai, our learning should be in his chos, and then Hashemah should have an aliyah. The Gemara says, explaining the Mishnah, Arka de Lachas is Kamea, a person's chai for carrying out a piece of leather if it's large enough to make a Kamea with it. Bamine Rav Meir Nachman. Rav asks Rav Nachman, Hamaiti Arbekama, how much leather is a person chai for carrying out on Shabbos? Rashi explains that obviously Rav knows our Mishnah. He's just trying to preface his next questions with this easy one. Armalais Rav Nachman says, Kitna, like it's in our Mishnah, Arkadelas is Kamea, leather in order to make a Kamea. Hamaabde Bekama, what about if a person tans leather? How much is he chayev for? Amrle Leishna, there's no difference the amount that it takes to make a Kamea. Leabde Bekama, what about if a person carries out leather on Shabbos and he will process it, but it's not processed yet? How much is he chayev? Amrle said Leishna, again, there's no difference a Kamea is worth. Rava asks, Umana Temra, how do you know it's the same shear? Rav Nachman answers, Kitnan, we have a Mishnah. One that whitens, combs, dyes, and spins wool. Shiur, the shear of Isser is, hasit kaful, the amount that's double the width of a sit. A sit is the space in between a person's index finger and middle finger when they're spread apart. So he's chai for whitening, combing, dyeing, and spinning this amount of wool. One that weaves two threads. Shiur, hasit. The shear of Isser is the width of a sit. Alma, we see from here, says Rav Nachman, since this wool is fit for spinning into threads, shear kitavli, it has the same shear as actually spun thread. Again, wool that was whitened, combed, and dyed is still not ready for a thread. It's just in the process. But since that it will eventually be a thread, it has the same shear of iser. And the same thing applies by leather that hasn't been tanned yet. Rava continues asking, What about leather that is not going to be tanned? Again, there is no difference. And now Rava asks, There's really no difference between leather that was tanned and leather that wasn't? This is the first of three questions. Aceful asks Gustir from Brisa, how might if a person carries out herbs that have been soaked, he was soaking these herbs in order to dye cloth with it. He's dogma. If he carries out enough that could be used to dye a small sample cloth to show a customer, Leira, and this is the same size that a weaver uses for a part of his loom called Ira. However, regarding Herbs that have not been soaked yet. Tanan, our Mishnah tells us, nutshells and pomegranate peels, these are different types of flowers that are used for dyes. He's only chay if he carries out enough that can be used to dye a small cloth that's put on top of a woman's hat, which is a larger shear. So we see that soaked dyes and not yet soaked dyes have two separate shiurim. So the Gemara answers, Ha'itmaralo, we already have a memor to answer that. Amrav Nachman, Amrav Baravuah, Lefisha'ein Adam Tarech Lishrei Saman, Amlatzvay Behen Dog Mal'ira. A person's not going to trouble himself to soak herbs just to dye a small piece of cloth that's being used as a sample for a customer. Therefore, before the herbs are soaked, it's one shear. After they're soaked, it's a different shear. However, regarding leather, a person will actually tan a small enough piece of leather to make a kamea. Therefore, even before it's tanned, it's the same exact shear for after it's tanned. Rabbi continues with his second question. What about garden seeds? That before they're planted, Tanan, the Mishnah tells us, garden seeds, a person's chai for carrying out less than a gregaris, less than a dried fig. Rabbi Huda ben Baser says, It's a minimum of five seeds. After they're planted, we learn, Zevel v'chal hadak, fertilizer and fine sand, a person's chai for carrying these out, k'day l'zabel by kel shal krov, if he carries out enough that he can fertilize a stalk of cabbage, enough to fertilize a leaf. So we see that there's a different shear for something before it's planted and after it's planted. 
question? The Gemara answers, Marlo, we already have a memory on that. Amr of Papa, of Papa says, Hadizria, There's a difference between something that was planted and wasn't planted. A person is not going to trouble himself to carry out one seed just to plant it. That's why before seeds were planted, it's a minimum of five. However, after they're planted and they took root, so even a Kalach Shal Krov, one stalk of cabbage, is considered something that's Chashev. But then again, regarding leather, before tanning and after tanning, it's all considered chashav if it's the size of something that could be used as a kamea. And now the third question, Varetit, what about clay? The Mikmi Delgable, before it's needed, Tanya or Brysa taught us previously. If a person carries out wastewater to Rishas Rabim, Shashirun Bereviyas, that the minimum Shir person's chaya for is Revias of this water. Rahavina Bon, we ask on this, Shaykhil Mai Chazu, what exactly are you going to use wastewater for? You could use it to need clay. Vilu Basar the Gable, but after you need clay, Tanya, we have a Brysa. Tit kedei lasis ben pikur, though a person's chai for carrying out a very small amount of clay, enough to make a pikur, which was the stand for the bellows. So we see that before it's needed and after it's needed, it's a separate shear. The same thing should apply to leather. Again, so the Gemara answers no. Hasam nami kedamron. Over there, we already answered the question. A person will not trouble himself to need a tiny amount of clay usable just for this little stand for the bellows, this pikur. So therefore, when he's needing clay originally, he's going to do a much larger amount after it's already needed. So then the shear for carrying out a ready-made piece of clay is much smaller. So all three of Rava's questions have been answered. But now the Gemara is going to ask a question. There's three different types of hides. Matzah, v'diftera. Matzah, what is this? Kimashma, exactly as it sounds, the most bare, basic form of hide. Deloy Maliach, it hasn't been treated with salt. Deloy Kamiach hasn't been treated with flour. Udeloy Afetz, and it hasn't been treated with this extract of nut. Bekamashirai, what's the shear of carrying it out on Shabbos? Tani Reb Shmuel bar Rav Yehuda, Kadei Lotzer by Katana, enough to wrap a small weight with it. They used to use very soft metals for their weights, and by constantly moving the weights around, the metal would get rubbed off, and then the weight wouldn't be the proper weight anymore, so they would wrap it with a piece of leather. Bekama, and how big is that weight? Amrabai, river the river the Pompadisa, it's a quarter of a quarter of Pompadisa. This is referring to a quarter of a litra, which was a weight used in Pompadisa. Chipa, what's this type of hide? Demaliach, it was treated with salt. Vlai kamiach, but it wasn't treated with flour. Vlai afetz, and not treated with his extract of nut. Bekamashiroi, how much is a person chai for carrying out on Shabbos? Kidnam, like our Mishnah says, Arkadelas is kamea, a person's chai for carrying out leather. If it's the size, you can make a kamea with it. Diftera, this third type of hide. Demaliach vekamiach, it was treated with salt and with flour. Vlai afetz, but not treated with extract of nut. Bekamashiroi, and what's the shiro over there? The person's chai for kidei lichter of all of us again, enough to write a get on it. And this is the smallest of the three shiurim. What's the question? Kitani mias, however we learned in this b'risa, kidei lotzer by mishkelis kitana, a person's chai for carrying out the amount of leather that could be used to wrap a small weight. Ram Rabbi Anabai says, river the river the pompadisa. This is a quarter of a quarter of pompadisa. So we see that the shear of unprocessed hide, again, this type of hide that we're talking about is completely unprocessed, is different than the shear of partially processed hide. We see that there's a difference. The Gemara answer is no, hasam bebishula. That's talking about moist hide, which means it was just recently skinned from the animal. It's unable to be processed into leather because it's not dried out yet. That's why you need to have a larger shear. However, once the hide has been dried, even if it's not processed, so then it's going to be the same shear across the board. 
The Gemara continues to ask about Tanan. We have a Mishnah. A piece of cloth has to be three by three tfachim in order to be Makabal Thomas Midras. Hasak dalal dalad, sackcloth has to be four by four tfachim. Or a leather hail hay is five by five tfachim. Mappets, a reed mat, vav vav, has to be six by six. And that's Bain Lamidras. Bain Lamais, whether we're talking about Thomas Midras of Azov or Toma of a mace. But Tani Allah, and we learned on that, Habegin Vasakva, or these first three things that were mentioned, Kashir Latoma, whatever shear they have regarding the ability to makabal toma, three by three, four by four, or five by five, kach shir that's the same exact shear that a person would be chai for carrying out on Shabbos. So we see that a person's chai for carrying out a piece of leather that's five by five tfachim, not that's small enough to make a kamea. So we see that there's a difference in the shiurim. The Gemara says, no, hahu bikartuvla, that's talking about boiled leather. They would boil leather in order to make it very strong and hard to be used for furniture or tables or whatnot. And that's what that mission is talking about. We're talking about sitting on the leather as a chair or a couch. Therefore, the shear is a larger shear. However, what we're talking about, which is unprocessed hides that a person could use for anything, then even if it's the size of a kamea, a person would be chayev for it, whether it's tanned or whether it's not tanned. The Gemara continues on Ayin Tesamud Beis on the top. A person is chayev for carrying out a piece of cloth, a piece of parchment, if you can write a, the small parsha of tefillin, which is Shema Yisrael in it. Viminu, the Gemara says, I'll ask you, Stira. Cloth v'duchsostos. These are two types of parchment. Cloth is the outer part of the animal's hide, like the word klipa. Duchsostos is the inner part of the animal's hide. So if we have either cloth or duchsostos, a person's chayev if he carries out the amount that he... A mezuzah can be written on it, not Parsha Katan of Shema Yisrael. The Gemara says, no, my mezuzah, what does it mean mezuzah? Mezuzah, Shebet and the mezuzah, part of Tefillin, which is Shema Yisrael. We ask, Vakarlu Tefillin mezuzah? We call Tefillin mezuzah? In, yes we do. Vatanya, we have a brisa. Ritzus Tefillin, Ima Tefillin, Metamaseyedain. If you have the Tefillin straps and they're connected to the Tefillin, then the straps themselves will be Metam, your hands. We know that Dvarm Shabbat things that are holy, will cause a person's hands to become Tame. So the Tefillin straps, when they're attached to the Tefillin, will be Metame a person's hands. Bifnei Atzman, if they're by themselves, in Metamaseyedain, then they're not Metame hands. Reb Shem ben Yehuda Eimer, Mishom Reb Shemin, Hanegeber Etzua Tahar. If a person touches the strap itself, his hands are Tahar. Ad until he touches the edge, which means he touches is the actual bias of the tefillin in the actual box. Rebzaka says in the name of Shimon, Tahar, his hands are Tahar, until he touches the actual mezuzah, means he touches the actual parchment part of the tefillin. So we see the tefillin and mezuzah are interchangeable. The Gemara says, hold on. It says at the end of this b'raisa, Klaf, a person's chai for carrying out klaf, k'day lichtav alav parsha katana tefillin. Enough if you could write a parsha katan of tefillin on it. Shehi Shema Yisrael, this is Shema Yisrael. Mechlal, this implies duresha, that duresha this b'raisa, but mezuzah atmaskinin is talking about mezuzah itself and is not talking about tefillin. The Gemara says, you're right. Hachi katani, this is really what we mean to say. Klaf v'duchsostos, shurin bekama. How much is a person chai for carrying out of klaf and duchsostos? So then we split it up. Duchsostos is k'day l'chtaval of mezuzah, and klaf is k'day l'chtaval of parsha katan of tefillin, shehi Shema Yisrael, and it's two separate shurim. Now the Gemara says, Amar Rav, Rav says, Duchsustas harika klaf, Duchsustas is just like klaf. What does this mean? Ma klaf kasvin al tefillin, just like you can use klaf to write tefillin on, af Duchsustas kasvin al tefillin, you're also allowed to write tefillin on Duchsustas. The Gemara says, Tanan, our Mishnah told us, klaf kadei lichtav parsha katana shabbat tefillin, a person's chai for carrying out klaf, if it's the size that the small parsha of tefillin could be written on it, she shma Yisrael, that's shma Yisrael. The diuk we learn out of here is klaf in Duchsustas loy. This shear only applies to klaf because you can write tefillin on klaf. But it doesn't apply to Duchsostos because you're not allowed to write Tefillin on Duchsostos. So we have a question on Rav. Gemara says, not a problem. Le mitzvah. It's mitzvah in a mufcher. The choicest way to perform the mitzvah Tefillin is to write it on cloth. That's why the shear of Isra on Shabbos is regarding cloth. However, if a person doesn't have cloth, he only has Duchsostos, he could write Tefillin on it. 
Tashma, a different attempt at proof. Halach al Mashmi Sinai, we have Halach al Mashmi Sinai, Tfilin al Klaf, Tfilin's written on Klaf, Umzuzah al Dachsostos, and Mzuzah al Dachsostos. Klaf and Makambas, or when one writes Tfilin on Klaf, it has to be written on the part of the cloth that was facing the flesh of the animal, duchsustus, when you write him as zuzan, duchsustus, but makam seir has to be written on the part of the duchsustus that was facing the hair of the animal. So we see very clearly that tefillin is written on cloth and mezuzah on duchsustus, and they're not interchangeable. The Gemara says, no, the mitzvah, again, mitzvah min amuvcher is to write tefillin on cloth, but if one doesn't have cloth, he could write on duchsustus. The Gemara says, you have a brisa, shina, puzzle. If you changed, then it's puzzle, which, which means you're not allowed to write tefillin on duchsustus. The Gemara says, no, mezuzah. That's talking about a mezuzah is not allowed to be written on cloth. We ask for Tanya, we have a different price, Ashina Bazet U Bazet puzzle. If you changed by both of them, it's puzzle, meaning no Tfilin on Dechsostas, no Mezuzah on Klaf. Mar says no, Idibidi on Mezuzah, both of these things are talking about a Mezuzah. Madakasavino on Klaf, one is talking about where you wrote it on the Klaf, where it's facing the Seir. Inami on Dechsostas, one is talking about a Mezuzah, even if you wrote it on Dechsostas, but and Basar, but you wrote it on the place that was facing the flesh, and therefore it's Asar. But Tfilin could still be technically written on Dechsostas, so it's not a problem for Rav's din. Or alternatively, if a person wrote mezuzah on cloth or tefillah on dechsustus, that's actually machlekes tanaim. Ditanya, we have a brisa. Shina bezeh obezeh puzzle. The Tanakhama says it's puzzle, but Rabbi Acha Machshir, Rabbi Acha allows you to do this. Mishum Rav Achai Barchanina, of Amila Mishum Rav Yaakov Barchanina, Machlekes in whose name he said it. We see that Rav Acha allows it, and that's who Rav uses as a support for himself that you're allowed to write. Tfilin on Dachsostos. Papa Amr of Papa suggests a different way to understand Rav. Rav the Amr Katana de Bey Menasha. Rav says like Tana de Bey Menasha, the Tana de Bey Menasha, we have a brassa from Menasha's base Medjish. Ksava al Niyar Valamatlis, if a person wrote it on paper or on a cloth, Psula it's puzzle, al Klaf val Gvil val Dachsostos. If you wrote it on Klaf or Dachsostos or Gvil, Gvil is the completely processed hide before it was split into Klaf and Dachsostos. So if he wrote it, on Klaf Gvilan Dachsostos, Ksher it's Kasher. Kesava Mai, what are we talking about writing? Elim, if you're going to tell me Mezuzah, he's writing Mezuzah, Mezuzah Klaf Mikasvinen, are you allowed to write Mezuzah on Klaf? Obviously not. Halalav Tefillin. It must be we're talking about Tefillin and that you're allowed to write Tefillin on Klaf and Dachsostos. So we see this is the proof for Rav. Gemara says, hold on. Well, Tamech, according to you, Tefillin Agvil Mikasvinen, is Tefillin allowed to be written on Gvil? Obviously not. Ella Kitanya Hiba Sefer Taira. That whole brass is talking about a Sefer Taira, and it's not talking about Tefillin or Mezuzas, and therefore we again have no proof for Rav. Let's say this other brass is a proof for Rav, that you're allowed to write Tefillin on Dachsostas. Similarly, the first part of this brisa is discussing Malan B'Kaidish Rulamiridin. You only go up in Kedusha and not down. Therefore, if a person has a Tefillin Shal Yad, he's allowed to use it for his Tefillin Shal Reish, but if he has his Tefillin Shal Reish, he may not use it for his Tefillin Shal Yad because that's considered going down in Kedusha. So similarly, the brisa continues, Tefillin Shabalu, Tefillin that got worn out, Vesevatar Shabala, and Vesevatar that got worn out. Mezuzah, you're not allowed to cut out the parsha of Shema Yisrael from the Tefillin or from the Sefer Torah to be used for Mezuzah. You're not allowed to decrease from a more strict type of Kedusha, from a more Kaddish type of Kedusha, to a lower level of Kedusha. And now the Gemara says, The whole reason why you're not allowed to use Tefillin for Mezuzah is because you're not allowed to decrease its Kedusha. But theoretically, if you were allowed to decrease the Kedusha, so then you would be allowed to use your Tefillin for Mezuzah. And Dechsiva Amai, what is it that we're discussing that your Tefillin was written on? Lav Dechsiva Dechsustas? Is it not discussing that your Tefillin was written on Dechsustas? Because if your Tefillin wasn't allowed to be written on Dechsustas, then there's no reason to say that the reason why you're not allowed to use Tefillin for Mezuzah is because it's an issue of decreasing the Kedusha. I could just simply say that Tefillin and 
mezuzah are not allowed to be written on the same types of parchment. It must be that if the only reason why I'm not allowed to use tefillin for mezuzah is because I'm not allowed to decrease the kedusha, that must mean that I'm allowed to write it on the same type of parchment. Gemara says, lie, that's not a proof. My tefillin was written on cloth, and mezuzah is allowed to be written on cloth, but tefillin is not allowed to be written on duchsustos. The Gemara says, hold on, mezuzah cloth because vinon is mezuzah allowed to be written on cloth? That I have to tell you the only reason why you're not allowed to use your tefillin for mezuzah is because you're decreasing its kedusha. Gemara says, in. Yes, you actually are allowed to write mezuzah on cloth. Fatan, you have a brisa. Ksav al cloth al niyav al matlas. If you wrote a mezuzah on cloth, paper, or cloth, psulat's puzzle, but Amr of Shimon ben Elazar, Rameir hayakais al cloth. Rameir used to write it on cloth, benishemishtamaris, because it's guarded very well, it lasts for a very long time, cloth is very strong. So we see that this brisa could be Rameir that allows you to write mezuzah on cloth, and that's why I have to say that the reason why a person is not allowed to use his tefillin for mezuzah is because of the kedusha issue. The Gemara says, Ah, Hashad Asazlachi, once we've come to this conclusion that Rameir holds you're allowed to write a mezuzah on cloth, so Larav Nami, for Rav also, that originally told us that we can compare cloth and Dechsustos, don't say that Dechsustos is like cloth and that I'm allowed to write tefillin on Dechsustos, but say, Cloth Cloth is like Dechsustos. Ma Dechsustos Kaisvinolai Mezuzah, just like I'm allowed to write a mezuzah on Dechsustos, of cloth Kaisvinolai Mezuzah. So too, I'm allowed to write a mezuzah on cloth. So in conclusion, originally we thought that Rav was trying to say, I'm allowed to write tefillin on both cloth and Dechsustos, and now we see that Rav was really teaching us that I'm allowed to write mezuzah on either cloth or Dechsustos, and not the other way around. Everyone should have a wonderful day.